Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. All right, Raider fans, it's time for another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. I'm Heidi Fang, and in the house today, we have Adam Hill, who reports on the Raiders. On the Skype line, we have Miles Simmons, who's down in Alameda waiting for the Raiders practice to kick off. We're going to get into a preview here of their game at home against Kansas City. This one, I think a lot of people are expecting probably a shootout. We're going to break down all the details for you. But first, remember, you can find this podcast on VegasNation.com. Download that Vegas Nation app to follow all things silver and black. We're also on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast and anywhere you download your shows from. As always, leave us some feedback. We like hearing from you. I've had a couple comments that were pretty good last week off of the show that we did on the game recap. Someone wanted to know why I didn't support Oakland. Well, I'm a journalist, so we're not supposed to like, you know, pick favorites here, but we probably will do picks at the end of the show so you guys can get at me again if you want about who I picked and who I didn't. But first of all, the Raiders are coming off of a win again, 24-16 against Denver at home. Now they get another home opportunity against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Miles, you know, last year when they faced the Chiefs at home, they didn't do too bad. The score ended up 40 to 33 Raiders lost, but they kept in the game. So what do you expect from this meeting of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Raiders at home? But I think if the Chiefs come out and they do what we expect them to do, it's probably going to be really hard for the Raiders to win this game, especially when you consider the fact that they're going to be missing a key defensive piece like Jonathan Abram. Adam, there's a couple guys that actually, you know, we have question marks right now on the Raiders defense, you know, with Gary Conley, um, also Corey Lidget on uh, defense, the defense tackle got, you know, questionable tag on him. What do you think right now about uh, the Raiders defense, the injuries, and also the loss of Jonathan Abram, like Miles just touched on? Yeah, Jonathan Abram obviously is huge. You don't want to have any question marks in the secondary at all when you're going into a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs and what they can do. Uh, from an offensive perspective now, certainly they're without Tyreek Hill, so that takes one of their weapons away, but they've got a ton of other weapons, a ton of other guys that can make plays. I think Garyon Conley is a a huge factor, and it's insane that he's a question mark right now and not completely out after the way uh, we saw him leave the game in week one. Uh, but listen, obviously his health, the fact that he's going to be okay, that's all the most important things. But if he is actually able to play, which right now they have not ruled him out and there's going to be a further update uh, today at practice, we would expect, uh, that is a big one because when when the Raiders played really well defensively in week one, but I think later on as the game progressed when he left and you had Trayvon Mullen out there, he was really targeted, really picked on, and I am sure the Chiefs have been looking at that tape all week <laughs> and and kind of drooling at the opportunities to go against – a depleted secondary of the Raiders if, in fact, uh, Garon Conley's out and we already know that Jonathan Abram is out. Well, you know, the last time the the Chiefs and the Raiders faced off, it was in the final week of the season at Kansas City. Raiders were only able to score three points. But then again, they were without a 
stable kind of running back approach in that they had no run game in that was what I'm trying to say. So like if you, if you look at that and then you look at the factor that now they've got an O-line, now they've got Josh Jacobs, how key is this run game going to be for the Raiders uh, against the Chiefs and maybe even kind of slowing down the pace if they can keep running the ball, taking time away from Kansas City, having the ball in their hands and giving it to, you know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who, as we've mentioned, is so dangerous at him. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly you want to run the ball, you want to establish a run, you want to keep the Chiefs Chiefs offense off the field. Those are all those are all great philosophies to have. Those are great things to say. Then you go into the game and maybe you go out for your first drive and you do establish the run and you do get something going. Maybe you settle for a field goal and then the Chiefs score a touchdown in three plays. And then you go out and you do something again and it's like, oh, here's another field goal. Nice. And then they get a touchdown and then all of a sudden you can't run the ball anymore. I mean, it, it's well and good to say you want to establish a run. You ha- want to have a run game. And I think the Raiders can. But you've also got to make sure you convert on those drives. You've got to not only establish a run, but also score. And you've got to try to find a way to slow the Chiefs down. Because if you fall behind, then you're all of a sudden the run game is out again. So you've you've got to find a way to not just establish that run. You've got to be able to put points on the board and not let the Chiefs score on their first couple of possessions. We saw, saw last week, I mean, the Jaguars hung around, but the Chiefs scored right away. It was like three plays into the game. They scored, and all of a sudden, you're chasing again. So you you want to have that game plan of like, run the ball, slow them down, play our defense, stay in our game plan. But then all of a sudden you see that Chiefs offense and everything's out the window. So, Miles, you had the opportunity to speak with Jonathan Abram. We've touched on it here a little bit, but this is a pretty big hole left in the secondary, losing their rookie safety for the entire year. Uh, I believe it was a torn labrum, as you two discussed in the interview, and uh, it's going to be about five to six months. So what can you tell us about the interview that you had yesterday with Jonathan Abram, um, today being a Thursday? So on Wednesday, you got to speak with him. And just mentally, where do you feel like he's at and how is this injury going to affect the team? Yeah, I think the thing about Jonathan Abram is he's obviously disappointed. Um, He's a guy who definitely wants to play as much as he can possibly play. He loves football. And I think it's very disappointing to him that he has to be able to miss the the rest of this rookie season. And it's funny, John Gruden said it, and I think he said it in the interview too. He probably would play if they were just allowed to, if they were allowing him to just take a quarter zone shot and then go out there and play, he would probably do it. But that's not what's best for him um, and his career long-term. So this is really going to be a red shirt year. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. Um, but yeah, I think just from his mental state, he, he's obviously disappointed. Well, let's go ahead and hear from Jonathan Abram on his injury when it happened and just exactly um, what the rehab process will be like for him. You know, we were playing cover two, and so I tried to make a break on the ball. And it was a play where I actually, you know, stopped the guy from getting the first down. So when I hit the guy, uh, I end up, I didn't end up getting a clean shot on him, so I ended up getting like the backside, and I end up falling to the ground. And so when I fell, my arm like hyperextended and ended up popping up out of place. And I stood up and popped back in place. And so I just, that was the play where my helmet came outside. And so everybody thought I was just worried about my helmet. I came off because it actually kind of knocked the wind out of me, and my arm felt funny. Uh, I got pre-op in the morning. So, you know, just... Uh, I'm seeing Dr. Uh, Neil Elitrash out here in L.A. So, you know, he's going to look at my shoulder. You know, he's one of the best. He's a specialist. is what he do. So, he's going to look at it, you know, do another MRI, run a couple of the tests on it, and, you know, I'm going to have surgery Friday morning. 
And then from there, just going to be, you know, taking six to eight weeks to let it heal and then starting rehab. The other interesting thing he mentioned, uh, I thought, was that he is going to take some time and start working on classes, or continue working on classes, I think, toward getting his master's degree in mechanical engineering. So that's something that tells you, hey, you know, he's thinking about his life beyond football, and obviously it, it probably makes you think of it even more when you have an injury that could possibly have been, you know, in the olden days, career ending. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. Last week, Adam, you talked about the team being able to convert on offense um, and the ability that they had on third down using Brandon Parker in these like kind of heavy sets to set up the run to be able to get these short third down conversions done. How much do you anticipate that the Raiders might use a similar look in this game with the offensive line when it comes down to these tight third down conversions? Well, that was certainly uh, Miles was all over that, uh, you know, that part of the of the game plan for the Raiders and uh, was pointing it out all throughout the game. And then we talked about it uh, certainly on the podcast. I, I mean, I think it worked. So I think that that's something they're certainly going to keep in the playbook and in the game plan and and continue to go forward. And, and they saw something that they liked. Now, obviously, other teams will see what the Raiders did and try to adjust to that. But I, I think the Raiders did a good job of mixing up the looks and not just doing the same thing all the time when they brought in uh, that extra lineman. They would, they would mix it up. They threw on one occasion where certainly the Broncos had loaded the box and assumed that they were going to run the ball because they had uh, the extra lineman in there. So it's going to be a look, I think, that the Raiders continue to do as long as it's working. Uh, and and I think do other things off of it. They've got to continue to mix it up and not be predictable just because they bring uh, you know another another lineman into the game. And and I thought they did that, and I think they'll continue to do that. Like they've got some things that that they like that worked, and they'll continue to press forward. But it's a league that everybody scouts and everybody knows what you're doing, and everybody looks for tendencies. And they're going to have to make sure that they mix it up enough uh, to continue to make that work. And for you, Miles, I wanted to ask about Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. They seem to be a good one-two hit on the offense for Derek Carr. They were really finding Tyrell Williams on these deep passes, that 43-yard catch that he had. Um, that seems to be something that they've kind of constructed in working with him. And with Darren Waller, he's been just like targeted over and over again by Derek Carr because I think he is such a big and physical type tight end. Um, how do you see this kind of playing out for the Kansas City Chiefs game and how they plan to use each player? Well, I think the biggest thing is going to be can the Raiders actually spread the ball around like they want to? Uh, they were able to do that against the Broncos in that first game. And so, you know, you're talking about how uh, they were using the, the extra tackles and things like that. I think one of the best things about that was that they threw it deep. Basically, the second time, I believe, they had the extra tackle in for a jumbo-heavy set, and it was third and short, and they were able to con uh, convert a really long pass down the field um, to Tyrell Williams. So that is where you then see, okay, it, you can't just key on one of these things, right? It's like when Peyton Manning used to do the Omaha thing when, where he was snapping the ball. All he had to do was say Omaha set and not snap it one time. And then that means you can, the defense just can't tee off 
on whatever they think the snap count is. So it, it's the same sort of effect, right? You are able to then use maybe your heavy set and not just, you can run it, you can throw it, and teams know that and they can't just key in on one thing. That I think is going to be key to this uh, Oakland Raiders offense to not necessarily, to keeping the Kansas City defense off guard because you, you don't want that defense to be able to say, all right, well, we know they're going to Tyrell Williams because they've got guys like Tyron Matthew who know how to be aggressive in certain situations. And if he knows where the ball is going, he's going to freelance a little bit and he's going to pick off the pass. So it's going to be keeping the, the, uh, the Chiefs off balance defensively. That's what's going to be able to keep the Raiders on schedule and on track offensively and using those weapons like Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller to get that done. All right, Adam, what do you think is the most like important thing that the Raiders do in this game to be able to bring home another win in their divisions? Like for this game on, they don't have anything at home for their next five games straight, even though London is a home game. So, yeah. like you know, when, when you look at the schedule ahead, how important is this win and what are the keys to the game for this? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about certainly establishing the run and trying to you know, and not necessarily just the run, also the short passing game and, and a, a way to control the ball and keep drives sustained and finish them. I mean, those are things that are always important, of course, but particularly against Kansas City, you have to keep the offense off the field and finish the drives and stay, you know, right in the game. Like those things are going to be very important. They're going to have to find a way to generate a turnover here and there against Pat Mahomes. I mean, he is a guy that takes a lot of chances. He, I, I thought, one of the craziest parts about his season last year was, yeah, he made, you know, he committed turnovers, but I thought the way that he took chances and the way that he took risks on the field, he would commit a lot more turnovers and he didn't, but you've got to find a way to force him into some turnovers and, and, you know, cr change the field position, flip the field, you know, get easy points off of those if you want to get a win. It, it's not going to be easy. I don't think it's a game that they can just go out there and just line up and just beat the Chiefs uh, just head-to-head -head and, and straight up. They've got to find ways to, you know, generate, uh, as I said, turnovers and short fields and those sorts of things. It's a really uphill battle. But I, I think it's a, a huge game for the Raiders in that if they go get blown out, that game last week all of a sudden means a whole lot less. We were like, yeah, okay, they, they beat Denver, but they were terrible. But the Raiders are what everybody thought they were going to be and, you know, not – you know, not able to compete with some of the top teams and certainly, you know, at the bottom of the division uh, along with the Broncos there. So uh, this would be a massive game if they're able to win it. But I think it would be a, a huge game if they're able to be very competitive and, and get the game right down to the end. I, I'm not really about moral victories, and I'm sure John Gruden is not either, and I'm sure he'd be furious to even hear that talk. But if they're able to to compete and come right down to the end with the, with the Chiefs and show that they're a threat, I think that would be big for their confidence going forward and, and everything that they're trying to build. Uh, so I, I think that's what they're trying to look for here. And, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it. I mean, you saw last week Pat Mahomes limped off the field. Maybe he's not 100%. Maybe he gets hurt again. That would be helpful <laughs> for the Raiders. Uh, but it is going to be an uphill battle, no question about it, no matter how uh, this game plays out. Miles, what's your take on this one? I think this is the kind of game where you might need a trick play, right? Like you might need a fake punt. You might need maybe a surprise onside kick um, if you are the Raiders in order to beat the Chiefs because it's just that kind of game. It gives you that kind of feeling um, because, because like Adam was saying, right, like you don't necessarily know how good any team is after one week. But if the, the Raiders go out and they get blown out by the Chiefs,
Chiefs. That's going to make you feel one way. If the Raiders keep it close, that's going to make it you feel another way. I think they will probably keep it close just because it's a division game. You know this team. They know you. You can't necessarily surprise anybody too much. Um, But at the same time, it's going to be this kind of game where you probably do need something special, something extra. I don't know whether that's like a double pass in the backfield. Like I said, maybe a fake punt. I don't know what AJ Cole's got in terms of his throwing ability, but these are the kinds of things that you have to be able to do in order to beat a team that is considered one of the elite. And like Adam was saying earlier, you have to be able to score touchdowns and you have to hold them to field goals. If you can't do those things, it's going to be really, really tough to win. I think another part of this game would be, again, not allowing a sack of Derek Carr as they did last week. That was a pretty tremendous job by this O-line and they opened up so many holes and paths for Josh Jacobs to get free and open. Um, what a new look for this team when it comes to the offensive line. But on the flip side, we have the defensive rush, and they were able to last week to get three sacks. Adam, uh, again, we talk about people trying to get to Mahomes. How much faith do you put in this Kansas City O-line to keep him upright? Or just even if it's not the O-line, Mahomes' ability to adapt under pressure, get free. And like he's even doing these crazy things like no-look passes when when he's trying to avoid the rush. So what do you think um, as far as the defensive pass rush in this game? And will they be able to get to Mahomes or even just, you know, get some tackles for losses? Yeah, uh, hot take. Mahomes is not. Joe Flacco. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's the first thing that you look at here. Uh, and also, I, I yes, the the pass rush was better. They they generated opportunities to get to Joe Flacco, but I thought the the sacks were really coverage based uh, in the fact that the, the the you know the secondary was playing really well for a lot of the game. I thought they were holding up there under the bargain and allowing time for the pass rush to get there. I don't necessarily think it was some dominating, you know, front seven that was getting uh, to Joe Flacco at all. So the fact that you know they're without Jonathan Abram now, they might be without Garon Conley. We're not sure on that, and how much the secondary kind of transformed after Conley got hurt. I think would be a concern uh, if they're not able to hold up coverage for very long. I don't think they're going to be able to get to Mahomes very consistently. And if you're letting Mahomes, you know, get back there and and make and have time to make plays. You're in for a long night. So the pass rush has to be better than it was. And, and you know, it's it's a lot to ask to improve that much in one week. But they've got the personnel there. They've got uh, – they believe the scheme there in place to be able to do it. It's just they have to be able to generate a consistent pass rush at on some, in some way, uh, whether it's, you know, sending blitzes or however they're going to do it. They've got to find a way to – to put some pressure on Mahomes. And even when you do, he's shown the ability to make plays. I mean, he's he's burned blitzes consistently, but you've got to at least try to get there and, and you know, put some pressure on him at some point in the game. What's unfortunate is uh, we talked about people who are going to be missing from this game. We're hoping that maybe Garon Conley can play in this game despite that ruthless hit that he took to the helmet from his own teammate who's now out for the season. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he recorded, he was a big factor in the last game against the Chiefs. He's uh, and against them total. He's recorded seven tackles, four solo, and he's defended three passes and also scored an INT in uh, the couple times he's played against the Chiefs. So he'd probably be a big key also in being able to get into this game. But as I'm looking at some here notes against the Chiefs that we get, um, you know, John Gruden is actually 
actually five and two in his last six contests against the Chiefs as a head coach of the Raiders. I find that to be a fun fact. But then again, these were not the Mahomes <laughs> Chiefs. And both of those two, the, the five and two, the two in that column, uh, in the loss column was the last two. So, uh, you know, when you look at the numbers and the betting odds in this game, um, you know, a lot of people are actually saying this is a good game to bet because I believe the Raiders are getting eight. Am I right, Adam? It's bouncing between seven and a half and eight. Yeah. Okay. So that was the last I saw it was eight. Um, when you look at the betting odds, sure, I'm sure people might put some on the Raiders and say that they can play a close game here. But when you just look at it as a win or a loss, what do you have here, Miles? Do you think the Raiders can pull this one in at home? Uh, I don't. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Raider Nation. Uh, but I, I, I don't see the Raiders winning this one. I think it's probably going to be something like 30 to 17 Chiefs. That, that would be my pick. Adam, hmm. what do you got on this one? Uh, 34-13. Oh, okay. So I didn't say who was gonna. Goals. I didn't say who was gonna win though. Oh, okay. Okay, the just the Chiefs. Score the out. Chiefs will. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I hate to keep it consistent here. Uh, you know, sorry, Raider Nation, as Miles said. <laughs> I'm going to go also with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with a score of 34, and I'm going to give the Raiders three touchdowns. I'm going to say 21. Wow. Yeah. There you go. 34-21. High-scoring affair. Take the over. Just last thoughts, Miles. I just wanted to get your final thoughts here on if there's anything else that we haven't discussed that you think that the Raiders might be able to do to pull out a W against the Chiefs come Sunday. Uh, the biggest thing would be turnovers and converting those turnovers into points. Adam was talking about this earlier. There, are, there Patrick Mahomes can turn the ball over and he takes a lot of risks sometimes and a lot of times he doesn't need to because Andy Reid's scheme is so good but there are times where he does take risks if you can capitalize on those takeaway opportunities and then not just get the ball but then score touchdowns off of that that's how you're going to beat the Chiefs um, because like I said I, I think just the way the Raiders are built right now they seem to be built more to play ball control offense than they are to just go bombs away and throw it around the, the field and score a bunch of points and that's fine i think that that actually is a good way to win in the nfl seattle's been doing it for years right but at the same time if you can if your defense can do what it needs to do and get takeaways and then turn those takeaways into points. Hey, maybe you get a pick six. Maybe you get a, a, a fumble return for a touchdown. That would be huge in terms of maybe leading to a victory. All right, so that'll do it for us here on the preview for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders. The Chiefs will visit the Ring Central Coliseum on Sunday, and we'll be back on Sunday with another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. We'll wrap up everything that went down in that game, and then you guys can say we were wrong should the Raiders come out victorious. Uh, again, Vegas Nation is brought to you by STN Sports Mobile from Stations Casino. You can find us on VegasNation.com, the Vegas Nation app, anywhere you find your podcast from, and of course, reviewjournal.com slash podcast to give everybody a follow here on Twitter. Miles is at at Miles A. Simmons. Adam's at Adam Hill LVRJ. I am at Heidi Fang. And for all the guys here, thank you so much for listening. 